0: This is 96.5's Family Worship, heard Sunday mornings from 9 on Brisbane's 96.5. Good morning everyone and it's great to be a part of Family Worship this morning and thanks for joining us. I'm Neil Storey, the Minister at Noosa Coastal Uniting Church and we have worship campuses at Tawanton and Sunrise Beach on the Sunshine Coast. And this morning we're going to look at what is love. My family keeps telling me that I'm way too good at trivia and that I retain way more than I should if I think about it they're probably right one of the many things that sticks in my mind though is acronyms you know those words that are made up of the first letter of other words like fail is actually first attempt at learning and love stands for love opens valuable emotions the question for me though is that all that love is? Some sort of gushy feeling or emotion that we get particularly associated with someone that we have romantic feelings for? Or is love something more than that? Paul, in his letter to Rome in chapter 13, verse eight, tells us exactly what he believes love is when he says, "O oh, no one anything except to love one another." For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. So, if love is the fulfillment of the law, which is what Paul is telling us, then the logical question for me that follows that is how do we do that? Now, some of Paul's writings to Rome can get quite confusing, but in this chapter, Paul follows the kiss principle keep it short and simple. When he says the next verse, The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Many, many years ago, I was employed as an adult training officer. And when we were teaching people about something, we had a very simple pattern that we followed in our classes. First, we told everyone what we were going to tell them. Then we told them. And finally, we told them what we had just told them. When we study the Bible, there is this thing that we call a chiasm, which says we step into a topic, then the main or important thing is said, and then we step back out of the topic about how we stepped into it. It sounds confusing, I know. But this is exactly what Paul does in verse 10. He steps into the topic of love by saying, the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. And then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And then he steps back out by saying, love is the fulfilling of the law. Now, the whole idea of this pointing in, stepping out, is to direct our attention to the main part of it. And in this case, the crux of the matter, what Paul is really trying to tell us, is love your neighbor as yourself. Paul, in this single verse, shows us how love is the fulfillment of the law. And that the most important thing about love is that we love our neighbors as ourselves. So love, as Paul describes it, is not about some romanticised feeling that we have. Rather, it's all about the other and how we can serve them. For many of us, when we hear the words, love your neighbour as yourself, we think of the Ten Commandments, and love plays a big part in them. In Deuteronomy 6, verses 5-7, to we hear these words, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Deuteronomy is one of those books that God's people get given the law. And here in the law is the commandment to love. But more importantly, we see here the people of Israel are being told to own the law, or in this case, own the Ten Commandments. I believe that Paul is telling us that we need to own love in the same way that the people of Israel were told to own the law. But Paul asks us to not just know about love, but to practice love. Excuse the poor rework of Deuteronomy. We should be talking about love when we sit at home, when we walk along the road and when we lie down and when we get up, remembering that love is about how we serve the other. So is there anything that stops us from loving? The Centre for Action and Contemplation comes out of the Franciscan tradition and it suggests a commitment to contemplative living is synonymous with a heightened awareness of and response to the real suffering of real people. The difficulty, however, is that our own wounded ego can circle about contemplative experiences in ways that make us less, not more sensitive to our own real needs and the needs of those around us. In other words, the greatest impediment to us loving others is not something or someone else not the situation that we find ourselves in. Rather, it is ourselves. James Finley, a lecturer at the Centre for Action and Contemplation, says, Solitary contemplative paths simultaneously invite us to respond with compassion to real-word needs. Those words, respond with compassion to real-word needs, describe exactly Jesus' ministry. In fact, Jesus did not identify with those inside the group, rather with those who were on the outer. And in that idea of working for the other, or loving the one who is outside the group, is our call to love, and what we have been called to do. In simple terms, our job is to introduce the love of Jesus Christ to those around us. Now, do we do this at all costs? Do we love at all costs in the main i would say yes but there are situations where we do not love at all costs turning the other cheek as we're instructed to do does not mean that we remain in situations that threaten our or our family's safety that is not love and under no circumstances should we accept family and domestic violence portrayed as love When I think about Jesus on the cross and hear that this was the only way that God and humanity could be reconciled, I do not hear it as a demand from God for blood. Rather, it's an act of love by Jesus where he lays down his life in order that we could have the greatest relationship possible with the living God, based not on fear or violence, but in a relationship born out of love. St. Francis of Assisi often found himself in conflict with the Catholic Church. However, in that journey with the Church, Francis found a way, which is the creative and courageous role of a prophet and a mystic. He is credited with saying, Preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ at all times, and if necessary, use words. He basically repeated what all the prophets say that the message and the medium for the message have to be the same thing. Since the gospel is the good news about Jesus and Jesus' ministry is all about love, maybe we could rephrase it this way. Preach the love of our Lord Jesus Christ at all times and, if necessary, use words. So my challenge for you this week is simple. What's the one thing that you can do this week to show God's love to yourself? Now that might sound a little paradoxical when everything I've said so far is about love being all about the other. But it's important that we grind our actions of love from a place of being loved by God. You simply cannot fill someone else's cup if your own cup is empty. Having filled yourself with God's love, the final question I want you to ask is what's the one thing that I can do this week to show God's love to those around me? I'm Neil Storey, the minister at Noosa Coastal Uniting Church. And if you'd like to find out more about the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, then why not join us at Noosa Coastal Uniting Church? Our regular Sunday morning worship services are at 8am at Sunrise Beach, 10am at Tawanton. Or you can catch us on our YouTube channel, Noosa Coastal Uniting Church. If You want to find out more? Check out our website, nusacoastaluc.com.au. Blessings to you all. 965's Family Worship broadcasts Sunday morning at 9, on the radio at 96.5 FM, and online at 96FIVE.com. This has been a 965 podcast production.